0: It's Tuesday, July nineteenth. Welcome to Market I'm Chris Hill joining me in studio today for Molly Fool Pro and Options, Jeff Fisher. Thanks for being here. Thank you, Chris. Good to be here. Once again, we are this is all pre taped. I, you know, there's gonna be It is. There's gonna be news. <laughs> well, by definition, it's a podcast, so of course it's pre taped. <laughs> but uh, but uh, I'm out of the country this week. But all week on Market we're doing a deep dive on some of the biggest companies, the most widely held stocks, and today
1: it is A little company I like to call the Facebook. The Facebook, and most (laughs) listeners are probably on Facebook. Well, that may not be true if there are seven some billion people in the world and nearly two billion on Facebook properties. So that's still a minority. Uh,
0: That that is, and we you know two billion. That's about what our audience is for Marcus Fuller. I thought so. There might be some overlap. (laughs) Um, There are a bunch of things I want to get to with this business, but let's let's start with the driver itself. Um, I am assuming that the main engine of Facebook's business is,
1: since day one, and will continue to be for the foreseeable future, advertising. It is, Chris, but it's really a a confluence of things, of course. If you're going to advertise, you need an audience to advertise to. So, it's the audience, the audience size, the audience, audience engagement, and not only that, but how well Facebook can develop tools to Harness the advertising that that businesses generally want to run, and to make it effective. So the more effective, even let's assume Facebook's audience stayed flat, just for argument's sake. If Facebook can make their software and th- then their advertising more effective, they could still grow because advertisers would advertise more on the business. Just for example, I, I don't think that's going to be the case. But but you're right. It's advertising is the vast majority of revenue. That will probably remain the case. For a long time to come, just as it has with Google or Alphabet, and uh, the larger the audience and the more engaged the audience, the better the odds that Facebook can keep growing. And it was only a few years ago that
0: the mobile advertising basically didn't exist for Facebook, and they've done a phenomenal job over the last four years, really since they went public of developing mobile advertising and growing it to the point where it's it is is it's, it's it's like 3 quarters of it their is, revenue it's, it's 80
1: percent 80% ish yep and it's true when they came public it was a small sliver of their advertising basically none it was all desktop and so that turned out to be a great opportunity for investors who were waiting and saw Facebook stock fall because Wall Street was saying they don't have, they're not making money on mobile we don't know if they will if you believed that they would, and if you listened to conference calls where they talked about this is where we're shifting our focus to, then you had an opportunity to start to buy shares on that belief, and then as you saw it play out quarter by quarter, you could add to the position. Uh, Let's see, my next point, though, on mobile advertising was going to be something, but we'll we'll get to it, I'll come back to it. But you're right, Chris, that's where all the money is now, and this is the point I wanted to make. Consumers move to mobile long before businesses did. And that's frequently the case. The consumer, the mass audience will get there first and then businesses will will arrive and and see, oh, this is where the party is, we need to get here. And that's still happening. Of the millions, tens of millions of businesses that have a site on Facebook or a presence on Facebook, I should say, a page, just a slim minority of those are are advertising yet. So, they're still catching up to the consumers.
0: So, how do you think about competition when it comes to Facebook? Because, on the one hand, Google seems like a pretty obvious choice. Uh, If you think about it from the standpoint of businesses that are looking to advertise, they're looking online, they want to be in front of a lot of eyeballs, and and Mm -hmm. those are two logical choices. So, in, in that sense, Google is competition. But you look at increasingly what Facebook is doing with video uh, and programming on that side, and it seems like traditional televised media could could be a a competitor as well.
1: I certainly think that's true, Chris. And to to start by talking about Alphabet a little bit, eMarketer estimates that Alphabet has about 31% of the total digital ad spending market, which is about $190 billion a year. Alphabet gets about 31%. And they estimate Google will have about 12% of that market. So, Alphabet is still about three times larger, which is true. $77 billion in annual revenue at Alphabet, compared to about $20 billion at Facebook right now, but Facebook is growing more quickly. People spend nearly three hours a day watching TV and movies, and they spend about 50 minutes a day, which is outstanding. On Facebook properties, including Instagram and Messenger, so, but but the Facebook time is more lucrative for advertisers, according to Facebook right now, because there's, yeah, what what are they going to say? <laughs> there's <laughs> no more. really, you should CBS. That's your your money's better spent on CBS. You get a higher return on invest on investment, higher return on your capital, and you can track it and you can tweak it in real time and improve your results. And uh, where you just don't get that on on television. But the real point to make is Facebook far and away has more user engagement than any other media except for television and movies. And as they move into live streaming and more video, they're bound to capture more and more of that time.
0: I think the advertising spend, when you look at all of the ways that companies can spend money with respect to advertising, one of the things I find interesting about it is that. There's such a greater ability now for businesses to track their advertising dollars. Uh, as you said, the data that they get from online properties is, is greater than they get from television networks, from radio networks. Mm-hmm. And yet, there continues to be um, you know, The example I always think of is, I remember, and this was 20 years ago, talking with someone who was um, in the radio business, and I remember him telling me, about uh, a, a sports, uh, the local sports talk station here in uh, at, the, at the time, I think there was just one sports talk radio station in DC. Okay, and um, I, I guess the the monthly ratings had come out, and and they were low in the ratings. And I made some comment about that, and I said, oh, they're they're probably not doing well. He said, oh no no no, they are doing well. They they're doing you know because they get lo- they get lots of advertising dollars. And I said, well, why would you? Why would you advertise on a station that doesn't have high ratings? And he said, "It's because um, who listens to sports talk radio? Predominantly, it's men. Um, you, you know, when you hear local car dealerships advertising on the radio, it's because that's the station that they are playing at their place of business, and they want to hear their ad in their like. They get a <laughs> kick. And I think TV is in, is the same way." You know, talk to any marketing person; they'll tell you, "Oh, yeah, no, no. We we know a lot more from the money that we spend on Facebook. We get a lot more data than we get off of TV." Oh, well, why are you spending money on TV? Oh, well, you know,
1: the boss likes to see the commercials. Yeah, I think there's (laughs) (laughs) there's truth to that. Or our competitors are, so we need to keep spending there as well. Uh, There's some danger in stepping away from what you've always done. At least in large part, you can incrementally move online and move your spending more, some of your spending online. But to move a large chunk of it would be risky, and so not many marketing managers want to do that. Uh, speaking of other competitors, though, Chris, there's you know you hear a lot about Snapchat, a little bit about Twitter. Twitter has some 300 million plus monthly active users to Facebook, which has you know as we said at the outset, cl- closing in on two billion, and more than one billion daily users on Facebook. Uh, Snapchat has about 100 million plus daily users, so it's a tenth of the size of Facebook. Facebook is far and away the leader in social media uh, and, and capturing most of these new advertising dollars. I don't see anyone closing in on it quickly. Anytime soon, in that sense.
0: You mentioned Instagram, and that was uh, what they bought Instagram for a billion dollars. And and now, if you if you're looking to break out, what is Instagram worth to them? It's it's probably as a standalone company somewhere near twenty billion. Probably that's a good, so, so good a f- bet. if a, not more, a phenomenal uh, acquisition there. I think. You know, while giving Mark Zuckerberg and his team credit for that acquisition, I think people are rightly asking about WhatsApp, and because they paid close to twenty billion for that acqu- for the WhatsApp mm-hmm. uh, business, and
1: we've yet to see any fruit come out of that. We have the user uh, usage statistics on WhatsApp continue to go up nicely. It's a giant base of users, more than a billion, and they. Are planning to monetize it through various means, including advertising, but also by making it kind of a, a call center for businesses, a way for businesses to reach out directly to their to their customers, a way for you to place orders, um, again do customer service. So they have big ideas for it, and I'm not surprised that they're taking time to to get there. They want to do it right, and they they did the same thing with Instagram earlier. They were slow to monetize it, and they are still monetizing it. You know gradually, but it's going very well so far. All right, the earnings report comes out. What are a few of the things that you look at first? So, with a company this young, everyone is still focused on the growth rate. How much will revenue grow? Primarily, revenue is the most important thing right now. Right alongside that, of course, your daily and monthly active users, how much are they growing? Uh, Your user engagement, because that'll directly affect how many advertising dollars you can you can bring in. So and that that relates as well to ad revenue per user, which we track and generally that's been going up, so that's been nice. So after all that top line type of stuff, Chris, like revenue growth, user growth, then you finally look at expenses. And I am not concerned if I see expenses grow sharply this early on in a business. Google did that. Twitter's doing that. A lot of young businesses will spend early to grow, of course, and that's OK. Sometimes Wall Street gets worked up about that and sells a stock off on an expensive quarter. And with a great business, as with Google in years past, that can be a great opportunity. So, we'll look at expenses, but just to get a sense for where they're spending. Not so concerned right now how much it's growing. And then free cash flow and earnings, of course, we look at. and Facebook has strong numbers there. I wish, I wish you could download somebody's brain. Or upload it, maybe. Wow, this just took a creepy turn. Because a lot of investing is pattern recognition, and Facebook has looked so similar to Google back in 2004, 5, and 6, and 7 as it grew. And so, if you could recognize that, and know how Google went on to become—and I should be saying Alphabet, sorry—to become this success that it has. Well, back then it was Google, so (laughs) you recognize that in Facebook too. And so it's—it's really great to watch the progression of Facebook. The good news is Facebook has even higher margins than Alphabet did and does right now, and it has better sustained growth rates so far. And those growth rates last quarter just accelerated compared to the previous few years. So so Facebook looks really strong and at the same time its pattern of growth kind of mirrors Alphabets but in an even more impressive way so far.
0: That's from an investor's standpoint, that's a pretty enticing comment you just made because you go back to when it was Google and it went public two thousand four mm-hmm. that's basically when Facebook was created right I mean that's true I mean in in, in facebook we're ta- I mean uh, we're talking about a company that's Facebook is young is a young yeah. company and and has already just you know turned the world upside down with the way that it has exploded over time. So, the idea that this is a business, and the growth of this business looks like Google did in 2004-2005, all you have to do is look at a 10-year stock chart for Alphabet, and you can see the possibilities, I guess.
1: Yes, you can. You, You certainly can. And that said, Facebook came public at a much higher valuation, and already has a $330 billion valuation, so its return will not Challenge Alphabet's return since 2004, back when companies came public at lower valuations, which yes, was nice. Which was quaint, but st- <laughs> but still, it's it's impressive and it, and it's encouraging. I would say one of the one of the main concerns I would have with Facebook still is it's less of a tool than Alphabet. The way Alphabet is your mapping tool, your search tool, this and that. Facebook is still it's a social tool for sure, but I'd be concerned that you could still move away from it and get on with most of your life okay. You might miss some of your friends. (laughs) Arguably, you would. But, uh, Facebook, there's still the possibility that something could replace it. Now, I think every passing year that possibility diminishes quite a bit and it's becoming so entwined in our lives and networking effects are so strong that it is likely here to stay but there's still that risk.
0: Well, and that may be something that they are looking at WhatsApp uh, to do, where where they say, you know what, whatever this ends up being for us, we really need this to be more of a tool than uh, a social platform.
1: That's certainly true with WhatsApp and then with the work they're doing on location-based recommendations or search and recommendations from your friends. Like, I'd love to know what my friends think is a great restaurant in Chicago when I'm there. things like that they're they're making it they are making it a tool definitely and so i think they're aware that they have to become not just a place to gather and share but a place to improve your life in other ways too
0: although you did just remind me about the the story that w- we're probably in year 5 of this story being written by someone in the business media and it's about how facebook is no longer cool you know, it's just like oh, well, parents are on Facebook and grandpa. You know, and it's I, like I, I'm. I bet those stories go back to. Pre, I, I, I know they predate the IPO. Yeah, they do. Uh, and, and
1: young people are leaving Facebook in yeah. droves when actually their usership has has skyrocketed and remained strong. You you kind of heard the same things about Netflix some years in. Oh, Netflix is no longer cool. Your parents have it now too, and this and that. But I think uh, Facebook has kind of surpassed those concerns, given its sheer size now. Even when people do drop off of it for a while, more new people are coming on board. And then again, those network effects draw you back in, uh, if you stay at all tuned in.
0: One of the things that we look at at The Motley Fool when we're looking at businesses is the people that are running these businesses. And in Facebook, you have a very young, very accomplished CEO who could be there for the next 40, 50 years, if he wants to. And I'm wondering if the question about Facebook's management, or maybe the more compelling question about Facebook's management, is not about Mark Zuckerberg, but about Sheryl Sandberg. Mm -hmm. Because she is seen, not just as a leader, and certainly she's had great success at Facebook, but she is constantly looked at as a potential leader of other businesses. You hear her name connected with the Walt Disney Company. With Bob Iger going to step down in the next year or two, or you know, whenever he actually mm-hmm. ends up leaving. Um, when you look at Facebook's management, is there any point of concern or any questions that you have?
1: Yeah. So Mark Zuckerberg is thirty years old. Uh, <laughs> Cheryl. <laughs> If, if I wish people could just see 30. Chris's expression on oh. that the, you just kinda collapse that Chris, you're doing great. Everything's I, good. <laughs> I Everything's am doing good. <laughs> you know, I,
0: I I'm very happy with my life. I, I don't have Mark Zuckerberg's life, but that's fine. And that's, you know I don't I don't need Mark Zuckerberg's life. <laughs> a small and side you know point You know what?
1: Facebook shareholders are happy that I'm not running Facebook. <laughs> and those of us who, you know, have more years under our belts are, are fortunate to get to that point. Exactly. Too. So, he's 30, Sheryl Sandberg is 46, so they're both young. I thought about this question prior to taping, and Zuckerberg has laid out such a clear 10-year plan for the business that if he had to leave, I think, with the right leadership, Facebook could still thrive. Sheryl Sandberg being taken away, perhaps, or leaving herself, would also be a hit. She's COO, of course. But again, with that 10-year plan, and with a strong management team outside of these two as well, I think the company is strong enough to go forward and continue to, to thrive. Will it be the same thing? Would it be the same thing without either one of these people? Possibly not. But I think it's still set up to succeed.
0: Last question, and then I'll let you go. When you look at Facebook's stock right now, does it look expensive to you? Does this Seem like uh,
1: a, a value of any sort, or is this just like sort of in the middle somewhere? The interesting thing—it still looks compelling, it still looks interesting. We have it as a buy first in Motley Fool Pro, and it's our largest position now through appreciation. The shares trade at in the mid to high thirties on estimated earnings for the year forward. Free cash flow is similarly strong, so it's at a multiple in the forties or so on expected free cash flow which for a company that's growing as quickly as as Facebook is, revenue grew 52% last quarter while expenses only grew 29%. So, strong growth, plenty of potential ahead, and their mission is so large and all-encompassing that if they can get close to it, it would be a much larger company. Their mission Chris is to connect and make the world a more open place and to offer a place where people can can share their lives with everyone. And you know, this affects everyone. From every single senator in this country has a Facebook page now. Most so many businesses do as well, and then of course billions of people. And they're making these connections valuable to everybody. So if they can fulfill their mission, this price is going to look inexpensive someday. If they even do fairly well, this price looks reasonable to me. Thanks for being here. Thank you.
0: As always, people on the program may have interest in the stocks they talk about and the Motley Fool may have formal recommendations for or against. So, don't buy or sell stocks based solely on what you hear. That's going to do it for this edition of Market Fuller. The show is mixed by Dan Boyd. I'm Chris Hill. Thanks for listening. We'll see you tomorrow.